Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is your host, uh, Prophetess Kathy McKenzie. Thank you for joining us today for Kingdom Women Living for the King. Every Thursday, we're here at 1 p.m. So if you're joining us live, just we thank you for joining us. Um, invite your family and your friends. Tell someone about the broadcast so they can hear one word from God that will bring about change in their life. Um, before we begin, I want to go ahead and give you a few announcements. On, just to remind you, on Monday and Tuesday, we're no longer at 1 p.m. Uh, with the Master Key. Uh, Dr. McKenzie is your host, but the show time has moved from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's Monday and Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Also, on third on Wednesday, which was yesterday, the Master Key is the Order of Kingdom Relationships. That's uh, Dr. McKenzie and myself, and God is speaking to us concerning kingdom relationship, the order, God's kingdom, um, God's order for our relationships. And on Fridays, we, Dr. McKenzie is back with us at 1 p.m. for the Master Key. And then on sad, Saturday is releasing the supernatural uh, from 12 noon to 2 p.m., uh, that's the opportunity for you to go to our website. You can um, go to our website, ejmpcc.com. We have a prayer request form there. You can complete it, and uh, we will receive that so we can come back and, and pray with you. Or you can call in live um, so we can get your phone call and, uh, and be able to hear what it is um, that you would like prayer for. We had a couple of call-ins on last Saturday, and God began to minister to them. Uh, let me give you our phone numbers. Our regular call-in number is area code 347-237-5493, and then the 1-800 number is 877-537-3321. And you can use those numbers to call in to um, ask for prayer, uh, whatever um, uh, you want prayer for. We're going to pray for you and, and speak the word of God and believe God to bring about the supernatural change um, in your life. Also, we have a couple other announcements we want to share with you. If you're in the Orlando area or you have family or friends that are in the Orlando area, we will be doing a prophetic training on next week. That's next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, half a day Saturday, um, Thursday and Fridays from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., um, and that's in the Orlando area, and it's in Mount Dora, Florida. Um, if you're interested in that uh, prophetic training, you can go to our website to get the information concerning that, uh, and um, you can register online, and you can meet us there uh, next Thursday at one, uh, 9 a.m. I almost said 1 p.m., but at 9 a.m., Okay, that's our prophetic training, November the 1st through the 3rd. Also, we're excited about uh, what's coming up in the month of November. We have a, 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 a special service, Encountering the Supernatural. Uh, the service 
will be at the Embassy Suites Hotel, and that's November the 9th, 10th, and the 11th. November the 9th is a Friday, and that service will begin at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, same uh, location, Embassy Suites Hotel, at 4 p.m., and then on Sunday morning, we'll be back at Embassy Suites Hotel at 10 a.m., uh, we also put that on our Facebook, um, and if you'd like to join us, we would love to, for you to be in our services um, to receive what God has for you, encountering the supernatural. We believe that this is an um, hour and a season where God is bringing his government into our homes, the government of God. This is the year of uh, divine order and divine government, and so God wants to bring his government in your marriage. He wants to bring his government in your home, his government um, in society, his government um, in our relationships. Um, and so uh, this service is Encountering the Supernatural. So we believe that signs, wonders, and notable miracles will break out in our services. We have uh, two awesome men of God that will be with us. We have uh, Bishop uh, Demetrius Senegal. He's going to be with us. He's out of Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome man of God, word of knowledge that God has given unto him to minister unto the people of God to bring about deliverance uh, and, and set the people free. Um, and also we have Pastor Howard Brigham. He's out of uh, Amterville, New York. He will also be with us. Uh, so you're welcome to join us. Uh, for, that's November the 9th, the 10th, and the 11th. We'd love to have you be a part of our services at that time. All right, well, we're going to get ready to uh, hear what the Lord has to say to us. Um, recently, I was thinking about our broadcast on today, and the Lord just uh, kind of gave me an analogy. Last week, we were speaking to us as women of God, um, and not just wives, uh, but it, you know, maybe you are you have children, and so you're mother, but you're not married. Uh, uh, maybe you're widowed, uh, and, and so God is speaking to us as women of God, and God desires to bring uh, His government in our lives, and and so that means that everything in my life must be in the order of the kingdom. Um, God has given us a word um, that God desires for us to be kingdom women of God, kingdom women of God who are not afraid um, to speak the word of the Lord God, um, and who would want the government of God in their life. And uh, so I was thinking about the broadcast, and last week we were speaking to us about uh, uh, godly, uh, being godly, training ourselves to be godly. And so um, I was thinking about my daughter, uh, our youngest daughter. She recently started a ballet class, um, and in this class, um, she tried. She had to try out for the class, and at the end of the class, um, she shared with me that the class. She felt the class was a little too hard for her. Uh, but the instructor said to her, she want her, she would like for her to be in that class and also take another class. Um, and the instructor see uh, and saw the potential in our daughter. Now my daughter's thinking one way uh, that the class was a little too hard for her, but the instructor was able to see the potential in our daughter and encourage her to take the class along with another class. Uh, and and the Lord was showing me concerning that. Uh, here's the instructor is like the mentor, and my daughter is like the protege. Um, and the mentor will always see uh, greater than the protege. The, the, the instructor said to her that this class will be good for you. It's going to stretch you. And so often God uses the mentor to stretch the protege. God will allow the protege to be put in situations to test 
the protege, to stretch the protege, and cause the protege to become the woman of God or the man of God that God has called, ordained, and appointed them to be. But this is where trust will have to come in. This is where the protege will have to trust uh, the mentor and hear God in the mentor. Now, going back to our daughter, our youngest daughter, this is where our youngest daughter will have to trust the instructor, knowing that the instructor has been a place that she's trying to to go. The instructor has gone several places. Um, This is her uh, ballet school. She's traveled around the world. She's done a lot of competitions. She's mentored a lot of other little girls. Um, And so now here comes our youngest daughter in the class, and here's an opportunity, a time for her to be stretched. Um, and is it, uh, isn't it amazing um, the time that we think we're ready to, to be stretched, we're not ready to be stretched. And when the time that we think we're not ready to be stretched, we're ready to be stretched. Uh, and this is where we have to trust that God knows what's best for us. And God allows it to happen so we can trust God in our, protege, uh, in our mentor. We're not looking at the person but we see that this person has something that I desire to have one day. And I've noticed something about myself in in my relationship with the Lord. Um, Every time I've missed God, uh, missed my, you know, in my relationship with my husband is because I've missed it with God. Somewhere I can just stop and think and look back on it um, that every time I've missed God in my relationship with my husband is because I missed it in my relationship with God. Um, and, and the Lord began to show that to me one day. And, and, and all I have to do is just begin to trust God. God knows what's best for me. And so God is working on something. God is trying to stretch me. God is trying to put me in situations where I can become the woman of God that he called me to be, but I got to trust him. And I got to trust Christ in whoever it is that God has assigned over my life. I have to trust God in my authority. I have to trust God in my husband. I have to trust God in my leaders. I have to trust God uh, on my job. I have to trust God in every relationship. God knows what's best for me. And again, God is trying to stretch me. So going back to 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter in verse 7 there, it talks about training yourself to be godly. So training, along with training comes discipline. I have to allow myself to be disciplined so I can uh, become the woman of God that he's called me to be. I got to discipline my flesh. I got to discipline and do the things that God is calling me to be. But again, I have to learn how to trust God in my authorities. Uh, And here's a scripture that the Lord wants to minister to us today. Psalms 138 and verse 8. It says, the Lord will work out. Now, this is the New Living Bible. It says, the Lord will work out his plans for my life, for your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. So God is working out his plans for my life. Now, how is God working out his plans for my life? Because God is going to put you and I in situations so his plan for my life, for your life, can be worked out. Um, the scripture lets us know that uh, he knows the plans and the thoughts that he has towards you and I. 
thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give us an expected end. So you and I can expect the expected end that God has for us when we trust God. God is trying to work out his plans. He's perfecting everything that concerns you. He's perfecting you if you're married and you're listening um, today. God is perfecting your marriage. He's going to allow your marriage to be tested so he can perfect your marriage. Uh, my husband and I, uh, we've been married 25 years, going on 26 years. So we've been through a lot of um, tests in our uh, 25 years of marriage. Uh, um, I'm sure that uh, my greatest love of pain uh, uh, has come from my husband, and, and, and his love, greatest love of pain has come from me. But what was God doing? He's stretching us. He's putting us in situations so we can train ourselves to be godly. Uh, he's putting us in situations so he can perfect everything that concerns us. Um, and this is where we trust God. We may not understand it uh, um, at the beginning, but if we yield to the Spirit of God and, and, and allow his plan to be worked out in us, uh, then he's going to perfect everything that concerns us. He's going to perfect everything that concerns uh, me as a wife. He's going to perfect everything that concerns Concerns you as a woman of God. He's going to perfect everything that concerns you, a uh, man of God, as a husband, as a father. He's going to perfect everything that concerns us. So that's the reason why he allows uh, the different situations to come up. Because why? He's trying to perfect you. He's concerned. He's concerned about every detail of your life. And so he will allow the different situations to, to transpire. Why? Because he's working it out. And this is where we have to trust. Uh, Romans 8.28, I'm reminded of that scripture. Uh, and, and it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them who are called according to his purpose. So I, I think I'm paraphrasing it there. But we know that all things are working out for our good. Why? Because the Father is working out his plan for our life. So those of us, we, we love God, and we're called according to his purpose. Uh, so everything that is going on right now, trust God that God is perfecting you. God is working out his plans for your life. Now, if you go back to Psalms 138 and verse 8, the Message Bible says, finish what you started in me. David said, finish what you started in me. He says, your love is eternal. Don't quit on me now. And how many know that God loves you? How many believe that God is not going to quit on you? God is not a quitter. Man may quit on you and man may give up on you, but God will never quit on you. Why? Because God loves you. And God has a plan for your life. Before you were born in this earth realm, you and I, God had a plan for, for our lives. He already knew. God already sees the end before he, he created a thing. The Bible lets us know in uh, Isaiah, the 46th chapter, I believe it's in verse 10, that, that God is, an, he's called the Ancient of Days. And he starts uh, at the beginning, uh, at the end, before he does the beginning. He already knows the outcome. All we have to do is trust him. So God is not a quitter. God does not quit, will not quit on you. God will not quit on your marriage. God will not quit on your children. God will not quit uh, on you. So trust that God is working it out for your good. So we have to discipline ourselves, and we have to trust the authority. We have to trust God in our leaders. Um, in Psalms 52 and verse 2, I'm sorry, Psalms 57 and verse 2, it says, I will cry to God most high who performs on my behalf and rewards me. He brings to pass 
his purposes for me and surely completes them. So here's another promise from God that he will bring to pass his purposes for your life. He will bring to pass. It, it may look hopeless right now, but trust God. Just continue to walk in his word. Continue to obey his word. Continue to love him. Continue to be faithful to him. And watch how God begin to uh, 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 bring all the pieces together. He's bringing all the players together. Why? Because he's bringing to pass his purposes for your life. Trust that God is bringing to pass his purposes for your marriage and his purposes for, the, uh, for your children and his purposes on your job. Uh, don't give up. You know, it may seem hopeless, but don't give up. Don't quit. Just know that God is working behind the scenes. And if you will continue to trust him, surely you will see the outcome will be greater than what you expect because it's God that's at work on the inside of you. And God is doing a quick work and God is doing an awesome work and God will not stop until his work is completed. Um, I'm reminded of another scripture in Philippians, the first chapter, and verse 6. It says, I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you. Now, first of all, do you believe that God began a good work on the inside of you? And you may say, yes, I believe that God began a good work on the inside of me. Now, I'm going to continue to read. If you believe that, then listen to the rest of this scripture. It says, he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work. What is God doing? He's developing that good work, and he is perfecting, and he's bringing it to full completion in you. Now, notice the, the process. It's three processes here. God is developing that good work, and he's perfecting, and he's bringing it to full completion. So God will not stop until it's finished. Just like when a seed is planted in the ground, the seed is the word of God. And so when the word of God is planted, or that seed is planted in your heart, then God will allow it to take root. And then God will put you and I in a situation to obey the word, to do the word. And then God will begin to perfect his word on the inside of us. Uh, he began to give us clarity and give us understanding concerning what he's doing in our lives and his plans for our lives. He may not give us the, the whole scope and the whole picture of it, but he began to speak to us and share with us how much he loves us. And, and he's working on the inside of us. Uh, and he's working uh, in the lives of our children. And he's working in our marriage and he's working uh, in our husbands and he's working on every spouse uh, and he's working on our jobs uh, and he's working in every relationship and then it says he's bringing it to full completion in other words uh, uh, think about it like this when uh, uh, when a baby is born a baby doesn't know much right the baby doesn't know anything the the parent has to be there for the baby the parent nursed the baby. The parent feeds the baby. The, the parent is helping the baby to grow up. Pretty soon the baby grows up and the baby becomes a, a child. And then the baby goes through the uh, process of becoming a teenager. And then when the baby becomes a teenager, pretty soon a number of, uh, a few more years, the baby becomes an adult. Uh, and now the baby becomes to maturity. And then we begin to allow the mature adult, 
began to do some things on their own. You know, you move out of your parents' home. You become responsible. Uh, you uh, get a job. Uh, you get your license, and you begin to drive. Uh, you get your own car. Um, you get your own apartment, your own condo, your own house. Uh, you get your own townhouse, whatever it may be, your living quarters. Uh, but you get your own, uh, and you're following a pattern um, that was set before you. Uh, you're, you're, you're going after those things that you desire to have. You become an, uh, uh, an adult, uh, responsible. Now you can handle certain things that you could not handle when you were a child. And now you see yourself uh, uh, working. Uh, and now after you're working, you're making your own paycheck. Uh, you're paying your own bills. Uh, and so what is happening? That seed uh, that was planted has become a mature adult. And now that seed uh, can handle certain things uh, that the seed could not handle when the seed was a child. But after the process of time, uh, God began to perfect the child, and God began to perfect the seed uh, and bring that seed to full completion uh, so now the seed is mature and can handle some things. Uh, and so that's how God began to allow us to grow. You know, we, we become responsible, uh, and God allows us to go through different tests because why? God is perfecting everything that concerns us. Uh, he, he's perfecting us in our marriage. He's perfecting us as a parent. He's perfecting us uh, as, a, as a spouse. He's perfecting us in our relationship. He's perfecting us with our children. He's perfecting us uh, as an employee or employer. He's perfecting us. He's perfecting everything that concerns us. Why? Because God is concerned uh, about every detail of your life. Uh, and then the scripture lets us know that his word will not return unto him void. Uh, so the word of God has gone out concerning you. And so God's word will not return unto him void. Uh, and so if it's not going to return void, then uh, what is the word going to do? It's going to go in your life, uh, and God is going to rearrange some things in your life uh, so he can perfect and bring to completion everything that concerns you. Isn't that powerful? And doesn't that show us how much God loves us and how much God is concerned about us? And, and, and I'm just, you know, I just love how God will never give up on us. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter what happened to our past, what happened to us. It doesn't matter. God will bring about uh, healing in our past uh, because he doesn't want our future to be hindered. And so God will protect. Uh, I heard a man of God say on this past Sunday that God will protect our future. God will protect your future. God knows what he has in store for your future. And so even as this year is a year of uh, the government of God, what is God doing? He's protecting his future. He's protecting every word that's been spoken over your life. And I'm reminded of another scripture, that God watches over his word to perform it. So the word that's been spoken over your life, God is watching over that word. Uh, you know, when you wake up in the morning, what is God doing? Watching over that word. Uh, you may go through a series of, uh, you know, testing in your marriage. What is God doing? He's watching over that word uh, to perform it. God knows how to bring everything uh, uh, to completion so that word can come uh, to maturity and be fulfilled uh, in your life. Uh, um, um, going back to uh, training myself to be godly, and I mentioned that word discipline. 
I remember when I first uh, started going to the gym, my husband and I, uh, we used to go uh, very, very early uh, in the morning together. Uh, uh, we still go uh, in the morning, uh, but I go a little, the girls and I go a little earlier uh, than my husband. Uh, but the different things that my husband has taught me as I'm going to the gym, uh, um, the Holy Spirit is bringing back certain things, uh, that certain principles uh, that he's taught me uh, when we used to go to the gym together. Uh, and so, so with those same uh, principles uh, that I learned when I used to go with my husband, I'm teaching those same principles uh, to our daughters. Uh, I can hear the Holy Spirit reminding me when I'm at the gym and, uh, and just give you an example, just say I'm doing cardio and I'm doing that uh, on the machine uh, and while I'm working out, uh, I can hear the Holy Spirit, but it's in, I can hear my husband, but I know it's the Holy Spirit reminding me, uh, push yourself, you can do it. Uh, and I remember one time my husband said, you can do a little bit more than you think you can. Now, at the time when he said that, <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, you know, you don't know what I can do. Uh, this is my body. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, but as I began to uh, trust him uh, and trust the Spirit of God in him, realizing that he's already been there, done that, so he's trying to help me to get to that place. Uh, and so I had to just quiet my mind and begin to trust Christ in my husband and that, you know, my husband was not going to put me in a situation uh, that was going to destroy me. And so uh, I began to, you know, just listen and just do what he said. And then I found out, hey, guess what? <laughs> I can do a little bit more than I thought I could. Uh, you know, I can lift, you know, 25 pounds. I thought I could only lift 20, but he told me I could do a little bit more, so now I can lift 25 pounds. Uh, uh, and so just, you know, to give an example and to make it practical, uh, and so I began to do that, you know, to just trust him. And so now I find myself, you know, going back over the same things uh, that he taught me when we first started going to the gym, and that's been um, years <laughs> when we started first started going to the gym. But I remember the very first time I went, um, I came back home, and I was boo-hoo crying. <laughs> and my husband said, how was your workout? And I said, I don't remember nothing. <laughs> I don't know what the machines are. The only machine I could identify was the uh, treadmill. I mean, everybody basically know the treadmill. Uh, that was basically the only machine I could remember and identify. Uh, but when he said, you know, I'm going to go with you. And and so when he started going with me, and, you know, I began to write some things down and, and, and listen, you know, so I can learn. So, you know, when I'm going back uh, to the gym by myself, uh, then I'm able, you know, to go back over what he taught me and uh, apply that, uh, and then I can be able to help somebody else when they go. So now my girls and I go, uh, you know, I'm able to help them and share with them based upon the things that I learned when I was going with my husband. So discipline, that's one of the things... We we have to learn how to discipline ourselves. We have to learn how to discipline um, our flesh. And I remember uh, uh, my husband ministered a message uh, years ago, and, and he began to bring out four principles that I, I know was the Spirit of God as I was meditating on training myself to be godly. Uh, my flesh don't want to fast. 
Your flesh don't want to flat fast. Uh, my flesh don't want to read the word of God. Uh, uh, my flesh is built up. I enjoy coming home, watching TV. But now I have to learn how to discipline my flesh and, and, and say no because, you know, I'm fasting from the TV. Uh, uh, and, and so, therefore, I want to spend more time in the word of God. Um, at the end of the month, uh, the Lord has given us a commission that we are fasting uh, we have three days that we come together at the end of the month, the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we fast on those days, and we uh, uh, pray. We have prayer very early in the morning at 530, and may, maybe somebody's listening. You've uh, been on that prayer line when the Spirit of God has been uh, speaking to us and encouraging us, and my husband uh, leads the prayer and the powerful prayers that we have. Uh, and so that's next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We will be back on the prayer line, but fasting before God. And I remember uh, when I started doing that, it was rough for me. When I first started fasting, oh, my goodness, it was rough. It was hard because my flesh was crying out, I want to eat. Uh, I'm used to eat having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And now you're talking about fasting, uh, my breakfast and fasting, my lunch, and don't eat until dinner time. <laughs> Boy, I had to discipline my flesh. And I had to, you know what I had to do? I had to be intentional about turning my focus away from food, uh, natural food that is, and focus on the spiritual food, which is the Word of God. Um, and so my husband began to do a teaching uh, years ago, Can You Not Tarry, uh, 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 a teaching where he was teaching us concerning uh, prayer and some principles he brought out. And I know it's the Holy Spirit that brought it back up in my spirit. And the very first principle he began to bring out was desire. I have to, in, in order for me to discipline my, myself, the, the first principle is for me to have a desire. And desire is birthed out of our relationship with God. God is the one that gives us that desire. Uh, as I'm growing in my relationship with God, then God puts his desire on the inside of me. Now, I may think it, or you may think that it's your desire. It's coming from you. No, it's coming from God because you are uh, beginning to fall in love with, you know, love those things that God loves, and, and you hate those things that God hates. And, and so, therefore, you're, you're reading the word of God, and, and you're meditating on the word of God. And, and so you, the key word is being intentional. So I had to intentional, uh, intentionally pull my thoughts away from uh, uh, meditating and thinking about food. I wanted to fast, uh, and, and so I wanted to be able to go on the fast and not break the fast, uh, uh, but to be disciplined uh, and to discipline my flesh uh, and so I can be focused on God and not focused on food. And so uh, that took some discipline. But I had a desire, and I believe that desire came from God, and the more I was intentional about focusing on God and focusing on fasting and focusing on pleasing God, then, you know, next thing I know, the, the eight hours or the 24 hours is over. I did it. But I did it in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he's our helper, and he will help you and I. To discipline ourselves. He will help you and I to become the woman of God that God has called us to be. 
He will help you and I to become the wife that God has called us to be, to become the mother he's called us to be. He will help you and I to discipline our flesh. So he will give us that desire. I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalms 37 and 4. Uh, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give thee, or he will give you the desires of your heart. So the desires of my heart will come from God as I delight in God. Now, there, there are a lot of things that we delight in, but do we delight in spending time with God? Do you delight in reading the Word of God? Do you delight in fasting? Do you delight in praying? Your flesh don't, <laughs> but it's good for our flesh and for me to deny myself, and because that's one of the first things we have to uh, do in order to be become a disciple of the Most High God. We have to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow after Him. So desire, that's the first thing. Uh, in, uh, in Mark 11 chapter, I believe it's verse 22, whatever thing you desire. So desire comes from God. And I'm reminded also in uh, the scripture Psalms 27 and 4, David said, one thing I have desired of the Lord. So desire is good. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. You and I will go after the things that we desire. So whatever I desire will be revealed in what am I pursuing. If I desire more of God, then I'm going to pursue God. I'm going to desire God. If I desire uh, more, uh, spending more time in his word, then I'm going to make time for spending time in his word. If I desire to become the woman of God, the kingdom woman of God that he's called me to be, then I'm going to do those things that's going to glorify him, that's going to honor him. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to submit to my husband as unto the Lord. I'm going to bring glory and honor to God because why? I desire to be the kingdom woman of God that he wants me to be. So David says in Psalms 27 and 4, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And, and so desire comes from God. And David says, I desire one thing. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord, so I want to please the Lord. Uh, I, I want to do those things that's going to bring glory and honor to him. Uh, and I, this is where I desire to be all the days of my life. I want to dwell with him. I want to live with him. I want to abide with him. So I got to do those things that's going to cause me to, to please him. Uh, David said in Psalm 23, we're familiar with that, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He began to talk about his relationship with God. And so if you and I want this kind of relationship with God, then guess what? We have to do those things that's going to cause me to deny myself. Um, and when God puts me in a situation, don't don't run from it. Uh, I'm reminded of the word uh, that was spoken last night uh, in our uh, uh, midweek service. Dr. McKenzie was bringing out, you know, every time God puts us uh, on the cross, we take ourselves down. <laughs> Every time God allow us to be tested uh, by way of the cross, uh, I defend myself. I'm taking myself down off the cross. When I protect myself, I'm taking myself off the cross. When I don't uh, want to submit to my husband, I'm taking myself off the cross. When I disobey, I'm taking myself off the cross. But yet I say I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. <laughs> well, no, that's not going to help me to dwell in the house of the Lord. When God allows the test to come, don't get off the cross. And, 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 you know, don't defend yourself. Don't protect yourself. Don't 
don't harbor unforgiveness uh, in your heart against people, but forgive. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to obey. Be quick to get it right with God. Why? Because you want to be like David. <laughs> One thing about desire, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. David said, whatever I desire, I want to seek after. And that's for me what? To dwell in the house of the Lord. So the first thing is, I have, in disciplining myself, I have to desire and then the second thing is I need to discipline. Here's where that word discipline comes at. And, and this is based upon 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 27. It says, Paul says, I buffet my body. I discipline my body. This is the Amplified Version. He says, and I bring it under subjection. I'm sorry, this is the New King James Version. He says, at least when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Now, nobody in their right mind want to be disqualified. But if we don't play according to the rules, then we will be disqualified. And so uh, God wants to qualify us. And so how does he do that? He puts you and I in a test so he can qualify us. Uh, how does he do that? By you and I obeying the word of God, being submitted under his uh, leadership, you know, through his delegated authorities. Uh, I, I obey him. Uh, I submit to him. Uh, I don't defend myself. Uh, I don't protect myself. Uh, uh, when correction is coming to me and correction may come to me from my husband, uh, and it has from time to time, uh, and I have not always received it right. <laughs> so therefore, I had to get the mind of Christ uh, and realize this is not my husband. Uh, this is this is God in my husband because God in my husband see that I'm out of alignment, uh, and so He's trying to put me back in alignment, and so He has to bring about correction to me to show me the error of my ways, uh, so I can repent of that thing uh, and I can get it right. Not focusing on my husband, but looking at God. It's just like when you're driving down the street and you uh, have you're the owner of a vehicle and you're driving your car and all of a sudden your car begins to shake uh, and and it's going to the right uh, and and maybe it's going to the left. It's a pull and you can feel it and you can also see it. And so what is that telling you? Your car is out of alignment. You you know it's not going the way uh, the proper way it was intended to go. And so you're going one way but the car is doing something else. It's being pulled to another direction. So what is that? saying concerning you and I. When you and I are being pulled by my flesh or by the enemy, uh, if I'm being pulled in another direction, then correction has to come to bring me back in alignment with God. Not with my husband, not with people, but with God. And once I'm in alignment with God, then being in alignment with people will automatically come. But my ultimate goal is to be in alignment with God. And so what do we do? The owner of the car. We take our car in for, uh, we take it to the shop. We take it to the owner. We take it to the dealer. Uh, you know about this car? Uh, this car, uh, we have an Equinox. And, and so we take it to the Chevrolet place and we let them uh, work on it and, and, and do whatever is necessary. They go under uh, the hood. Uh, they, they rotate the tires. They balance the tires. Maybe we need to buy new tires. Whatever the case may be, they come back with the report and let us know this is what needs to take place with this car. 
car in order for it to be back in alignment. And so if you want to be able to have a vehicle that drives properly, then you go, you know, you go ahead and take care of the necessary problems concerning the vehicle. So if you and I want to be the, the instrument and the vessel that God can use uh, for his glory and for his honor, then we will make the necessary corrections uh, so we can be the instrument and the vessel um, that he's looking for us to be um, that will bring glory and honor to him. So Paul says uh, in verse 27, here's the amplified version. He says, like a boxer, I buffet my body or I discipline my body. I handle it roughly. I discipline it by hardships and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test, to be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. Now, what makes me become a counterfeit? When I myself, as a preacher of the gospel or a teacher of the gospel, is teaching you one thing, but I'm doing something else. I'm sharing and preaching one thing to you, but I'm doing something else. Then that makes me unfit. That makes me uh, unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. And, and, and people may not be able to see that, but God sees it. And in the eyes of God, I'm unqualified or you're unqualified. So God puts us in situations to qualify us. He puts us in tests so he can qualify us. He doesn't want you and I uh, to be preaching one thing and teaching one thing, but living a whole nother way. So we have to divinely align with God. So, so Paul says, uh, and this is showing us how. Paul says, I discipline my body. I buffet my body just like a boxer. I handle it Roughly, you know, uh, fasting is one way that you and I can handle our body roughly. When my flesh is crying out, feed me, feed me. Uh, you smelling the bacon <laughs> and you want to eat the bacon or uh, uh, that's the time that your, your co-worker want to invite you out to lunch. They never invited you to lunch before. <laughs> but the day that you're fasting, the day that you make a commitment and say, you know what, uh, you know, t today I commit to fast. Uh, uh, all this week I'm fasting. Uh, so, therefore, I'm focused on God. I'm in intentional about spending time with God, but that's the time that your co-worker want to come and invite you to dinner or invite you to lunch, or that's the time you walk, you go home, and, and that's the time your mom may be cooking your best meal, or your sister, or, or you you know, uh, a friend may uh, want to invite you out to dinner. Uh, that's the time that everybody want to do something for you when you make that commitment uh, to fast. So which one will you do? Will you give up your fasting so you can go ahead and eat and feed this flesh? Or will you continue to stay focused and intentional about disciplining this body? Like Paul says, and, and like a boxer, you, you bring it through hardships. Uh, and so uh, we, we have to make the choice. Uh, so when we're fasting, uh, we have to stay focused on God. We cannot allow ourselves. Here's a, That's the cross. When people come up to you <laughs> and they want you to come down, down, um, um, off of your, your, your time that you're spending with God, they want you to come down off the cross, uh, that's the time that you need to stay focused. That's the time you have to make a commitment to God, that God, you see this, and you will, I will bring honor to you, God, and I believe that you will, you will be pleased if I continue on this fast and not allow myself to break the fast because I want to eat. No, I will have time to eat later on. I'm not, I'm not going to starve myself, uh, uh, but I will have time to, to eat. I commit 
commit to, to go on this fast for five days, then let me go on this fast for five days. Uh, I commit to go on this fast for one day, then let me go on this fast for one day. If I commit for three days, whatever it may be, my commitment is unto the Lord, not to man. And God will be pleased and God will bless you when you and I learn how to discipline ourselves. So the second one is discipline. The first one is desire. The second one is discipline. And the other one is delight. The third one is delight. Uh, and we already gave you the scripture for that, Psalms 37 and 4. Uh, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So when you and I, uh, one definition of the word delight is to enjoy. How many of us, uh, you know, if you're married, you enjoy uh, spending time uh, with, your, with your spouse? Uh, you enjoy, if you have kids, and maybe you're not married, but you have kids, and, and you enjoy going out uh, and doing with your kids. Uh, 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 maybe you, you say, well, you know what? I'm not married. I don't have kids, but I do enjoy having a good time. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But God wants us to, do, to enjoy him. Do I enjoy God? Do I enjoy spending time, uh, uh, you know, reading the word of God, just like I spent uh, last night a couple of hours with my husband, and we went out to dinner. We enjoyed one another. We fellowship with one another. Well, do you know that God desires when we fellowship with him? He enjoys that. God enjoys it. Not only that, but you will enjoy it because you're falling in love with him. Uh, I'm reminded of a song we used to sing uh, uh, years ago. Uh, I keep falling in love with him over and over again. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what a love between my Lord and I. I keep falling in love with him over and over and over again. Uh, the reason why I fall in love with him over and over again is because I'm spending time with him. I'm fellowshipping with him. I'm reading his word, and I'm meditating on his word, and he's talking back to me. And so he's showing me um, how much he loves me, and he's showing me and talking to me about himself uh, in his word. And so I'm fasting, and, and as I'm fasting, I hear him speaking unto me. Uh, he, he's showing me how to be a blessing unto people. He's showing me how to love people. He's showing me how to be kind. He's showing me how to submit to my husband. He's showing me how to love my husband. He's showing me how to obey his word. He's showing me how to be uh, kind and how to be nice and how to love my daughters. He's showing me all of that and I'm being developed. The fruit of the spirit is being developed on the inside of me and I see myself being compassionate and I see myself being gentle and I see myself being kind. I see myself of being long-suffering, and he's putting me in situations so the fruit of the Spirit can be developed in me. So what's happening? I'm falling in love with him, and he's causing me to become mature in my relationship with him. And after uh, we begin to discipline ourselves and delight, then we, be, we devote ourselves. I, I think I said that uh, in reverse order. First is desire, then discipline, then is devote, and then delight. So I kind of got ahead of myself. Uh, but so let's go to the one uh, devote. And devote, uh, that's based upon Psalms 119 and verse 38. It says, establish your word. This is what David said as he's talking to the Lord. He says, establish your word to your servant who is devoted to fearing you. Devoted. That word devote means that I'm diligent. I'm committed to it. So I'm diligent in my relationship with God. I'm committed. 
uh, in my relationship with God. I'm loyal um, to God. Uh, uh, there are times that, you know, I wavered. Uh, you and I may have wavered in the past in our relationship with God, but now that we are uh, uh, establishing, God is establishing his government uh, in our lives, uh, so we are learning how to be devoted to God in our relationship. David says, establish your word to your servant. So God will establish his word um, uh, to the person who is devoted to fearing him. This is what David said. So God is going to bring his words uh, to pass concerning you when you and I learn how to walk in the fear of the Lord. David says, establish your word uh, who is devoted to fearing you. I, 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 you know, I have a holy reverence of doing anything that's going to displease him. Uh, I remember my husband years ago when he was doing a teaching on the fear of the Lord, uh, and he gave this definition of the word fear. And that definition of the word fear is a holy dread of doing anything that would displease God. Now, many of us, We've missed it in, in the past. We've, we've done some things that, that did not bring glory to God because we operated in our flesh, uh, and we did some things that did not bring um, glory to him and did not please him and did not bring honor to him. But when he began to deal with us, we repented of those things. And the Bible says when we repent of them, you know, he's, we confess our fault. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he gives us another chance. And, and aren't you glad that he's given you and I another chance, another opportunity to, to get it right with him? Uh, he did not wipe us off the face of the earth, but he did not take away our breath. Uh, but he gave us another opportunity to get it right with him. And so now... We want to walk in a holy dread of displeasing him. I don't want to displease him um, as a wife. I don't want to displease him. And every time I operate in my flesh, then I displease him. So I need to repent and ask him to, to grace me, help me to obey him, help me to submit to him. And as I obey my uh, submit to my husband, then that's submitting to God. As I obey the word of God and submit, then God is pleased and God is, uh, uh, he's honored and he's glorified and he can receive all the glory and honor and the praise for my life as a wife as I submit uh, to him by submitting to my husband. And so uh, this order, again, in this, uh, disciplining ourselves uh, and training ourselves to be godly, then the first thing you and I must learn to do is have a desire. That desire, it comes from God. And that's based upon Mark 11:22, as we stated earlier. Uh, maybe someone just joined us, and, and you're coming in on the latter part of this, so we're just going back over it. And that's also based upon Psalm 27 and verse 4, where David said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And so after I have that desire, uh, then I move from desire to discipline. I begin to discipline my flesh. We have to bring our flesh under subjection. Uh, Paul says, I buffet my body. Uh, in the Amplified Version, he says, like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. 
And you know what? Uh, handling your body roughly also has to do with denying your body. When your body is telling you to do one thing uh, and you say, no, uh, I'm not going to uh, get an attitude. No, I'm not going to uh, tell them a piece of my mind. Uh, no, I'm not going to uh, walk in uh, unforgiveness. Uh, uh, you know, no, I'm not going to be uh, angry. Uh, those are works of the flesh. So I'm going to handle my body roughly and not submit to the works of the flesh, but I'm going to submit to the Spirit of God. As I submit to the Spirit of God, then I become a son of God, according to Romans, the 8th chapter. And then God can be pleased and God can be honored with my life because I'm learning how to yield to the Spirit of God so I can obey the Spirit of God. And then after I discipline myself, then I devote I have to devote myself. I have to be diligent. I have to be committed. I have to be loyal. And that's based upon Psalms 119 and verse 38. And it says, establish your word to your servant uh, who is devoted to fearing you. So many of us want the word of God to be uh, manifested in our lives. We want the promises of God to be manifested in our lives, uh, but we're not walking in the fear of God. Well, God is calling us to walk in his fear, to have a holy dread of displeasing him. And so God will establish his word. He watches over his word to perform it. And so God has spoken some powerful things in your life. How many of you that are listening have received a prophetic word from God, and you want to see that word come to pass? Maybe he's spoken a powerful prophetic word to you concerning your marriage, and he want to bring that word to pass. Maybe he's spoken a, a powerful prophet, a prophetic word to you concerning your children, and he wants to bring that word to pass. Uh, well, the only way he can bring his promises to pass is, is when you, you and I obey him. We are devoted to fearing him. Then he will establish his word in our lives. Uh, and then the last thing here is to delight, and that's based again upon Psalms 37 and 4. Delight thyself also in in the Lord, and he will give you, he's going to give you and I the desires of our heart. Uh, and here's something else that, you know, that God desires for you and I to do. He desires for you and I to pursue him. Uh, in the Beatitudes, uh, uh, in, in, in Matthew, the fifth chapter, there it talks about uh, uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst uh, after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now, my flesh, your flesh is not used to thirsting uh, and hungering for righteousness. But now that I'm learning how to, you know, to walk in the ways of God that will please God, then I want to begin to pursue God. I want to uh, hunger and thirst for righteousness. Uh, and so I have to ask God, you know, create that, that desire for the, for the things that will bring pleasure to you. Create righteousness in me. Uh, create, uh, you know, your word on the inside of me. Give me a desire uh, to please you. Give me a desire to hunger and thirst uh, after righteousness. Give me a desire to hunger and thirst uh, uh, after the things that's going to bring glory and honor to you. Give me a desire to obey you. My flesh is used to uh, doing things uh, my own way. My flesh is used to having my own way, but now God wants me uh, to hunger 
hunger and thirst after righteousness, and he wants to fill me. Uh, so I trust him to gr- uh, create that, that hunger in me, to create that thirsting in me. Uh, and so as I trust him, then he will begin to do it. Uh, and many of us, we, we have a passion for things. We, have a, we pursue what we have a passion for. So if you're not pursuing righteousness, then maybe it's because you're not, uh, you don't have a passion for righteousness. So that's the reason why we want to ask him to, to help us and create that, that desire on the inside of us so we can pursue righteousness. The Bible says that you are blessed when you pursue, when you hunger and thirst after righteousness. And then he's the one that will fill us. He's the one that will put it on the inside of us that we can bring glory and honor unto him. So, so the first thing that we talked about was having that desire and then disciplining ourselves and then being devoted to him and then learning how to delight in him. This is a good year uh, to be in God. This is a good time to be pursuing God. Uh, uh, nothing happens by coincidence. God is not a God that is just allowing things to happen in your life. No, God is trying to get you someplace, and God desires to fulfill the promises that he made to you and I. And so there are some powerful things that God has spoken um, over your life, and, and you want to see that word come to pass, uh, where we have to do it God's way. Uh, the Bible says concerning uh, Mary and Martha, the uh, two sisters uh, in the book of Luke, I believe it's the 10th chapter, begins to bring it out concerning Mary and Martha, that Mary has chosen the best thing, uh, and it will not be taken away from her. And what was the best thing? She chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. She chose to listen um, to Jesus. Uh, I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalms 45, and I believe it's in verse 11. It says, the king desires your beauty. Uh, the king is enthralled uh, by your beauty. Uh, the king is calling unto you and I. So this this, uh, the, the title of this segment is Kingdom Women Living for the King. So God desires for all of you as women of God to become Kingdom Women of God. Uh, in Psalms 45, he desires you. He, the king is calling for you, and he's calling out your name, and he's calling for you to, to draw nigh to him. To, he's calling out for you to fall in love with him. He's calling out to you to become the kingdom woman of God that he desires for you to be. We pray that you heard something today that will, that will encourage you to become the kingdom woman of God or the kingdom man of God that God is calling you to be. There's purpose for your life. And, and, and so God desires for you to fulfill the purpose. God knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. And so God desires for you to fulfill the purpose of God. And there's destiny locked up on the inside of you. And God wants to bring forth his destiny and his purpose for your life. Uh, again, just to go back over our announcements, uh, on tomorrow you will be with Dr. McKenzie uh, for Master Talk, uh, I'm sorry, ma- the Master Key at 1 p.m. And so at 1 p.m., Dr. McKenzie will be with you and to, he will give you one word. Uh, we have a saying in Panorama that says one word from God will bring about change in your life. Uh, and so tomorrow when you listen to the man of God, I believe that you will hear one word from God that will bring about change in your life. Uh, and then on Saturday, we have the Master Key releasing the supernatural. That's from 12 noon uh, to 2 p.m. Tell somebody about the broadcast. Tell somebody about 
Saturday broadcast, Releasing the Supernatural. God desires to bring the supernatural in your life. Uh, and so, therefore, you can go to our website, ejmpcc.com. We have a prayer request form. You can go on, complete that prayer request form, uh, email that, send that back in to us. Uh, we will receive it and receive your prayer request. And then on Saturday, we're able to uh, release the word of the Lord God that God wants to release in your life. Uh, remember our services, our upcoming services that we have on next week. We have our prophetic training with our spiritual son and daughter of the Crucines. If you're in the Orlando area or you have family members or friends that may be in that area, tell them about the prophetic training. You can go to our website. You can register for the uh, uh, the training. You have to register. Uh, you just can't show up. Uh, so go to the website. Get the information. Go ahead and register, and we will see you at the training on next week. Uh begins on Thursday at 9 a.m., Thursday uh, and Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then on Saturday, 9 a.m. to about 1 or 2 o'clock, half a day on um, Saturday. Uh, we have some pow- we've had some powerful trainings, and, and the people of God have come through, and they've been blessed. Also, on uh, uh, Friday, November the 9th, Saturday, November the 10th, and then Sunday, November the 11th, we have a powerful service encountering the supernatural. We have two powerful men of God that will be with us, that will be a blessing to you. We would love for you to come and be a part of the services, uh, and you can encounter the supernatural. Uh, uh, Bishop Demetrius Senegal, awesome young man in God that loves God, powerful word of knowledge that given unto him. He's out of Atlanta, Georgia. And then we have Pastor Howard Brigham that will be with us. He's out of Anteville, New York, and you will be blessed. Uh, services on Friday night begin at 7.30, on Saturday at 4 p.m., and Sunday morning at 10, p.m., 10 a.m. I'm sorry. Sunday morning is 10 a.m. Um, there is no fee, uh, but we would love for you to come and be up in the services, encountering the supernatural. We believe that God has a word for you, and God wants you to encounter the supernatural. So we pray that you are blessed. One word from God will change your life. God bless you, and thank you for being with us.